Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five miles today. Run. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed walk, to do? Walk, walk. Walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe. Just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. <laughs> wow, that was way before I was born. But I've got I, your car keys here. Coach. And it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach, why are you... Hey, dig don't... deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well now, I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. Yukon John Nord, his partner Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, Yukon, you made quick work at a big spike. Hey, let's set up. My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon. We got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood, and Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plugs, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here. And you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. And a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back. Red 36. It is the uh, 
slumped into the seat at the last possible second while running a quick Aaron edition of the show. Alex, what up? What's going on? It's uh, it's funny saying a quick errand. I finally saw Apocalypse announce Final Cut yesterday through our magistry from France or chaotic fans, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. And uh, yes, one of my favorite lines from that uh, that movie is, uh, "Are you an errand boy sent to collect your bill?" After Marlon Brando has gone crazy, plus I'm it's parodying the boy. critics and the Simpsons. <laughs> I'm a uh, runny boy, stinky boy, but I am a boy, Damon, as uh, the famous Cat Williams. I am a boy. Before he got a 17-year-old uh, or 15-year-old kid and said, I'm a boy, <laughs> 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 That's a bad place for those tickets. I might uh, start take with you on this NXT. Even though, like I said to you before, that I, I have like a slight issue that I figured out after thinking of what the issue was. Excuse me when we talked a little bit, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, we, and to be honest, we probably want to sit the higher as we can, obviously not bleachers, but due to the fact that it's it's war games. There's going to be two cages, so we want to get a little more than eye level, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think Little Bowl is a perfect spot. I thought about that, too, after, you know, Going to Wrestle Kingdom and, and sitting on the floor and just not being able to like see anything in the like the third to last row of the floor. I'm just oh this sucks. You know, even that that last smack that we went to as fun as it was at the X. Like yeah. they did the spot with AJ and, and Luke Harper doing the suplex to the floor and it's like oh, I didn't see anything because seventeen belt mutants are standing up and we we can't <laughs> see over them. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and just for the fact too that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, when I went to Elimination Chamber, I legit had second row on the floor. Yes, an amazing thing, but once those chambers went up, like, your view wasn't <laughs> hindered. It wasn't like WrestleMania, you know, with the lighting structure or anything, but you're just like, you see the feet or the calf muscles of the wrestlers in, in, in the chambers. So, you know, everything else was fine. Miz jumping off the top rope onto the outside was, like, right behind me and Randy Orton's ex-wife. So I was like, cool. But, like, after that, you know, it was just like, oh, Shawn Michaels is popping up to super kick the Undertaker. Oh, I think I just saw the pant legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm with you. I think those, those seats are the, the best way to go. Book it. Plus, I mean, you would probably know what the better uh, side to sit on. So, I don't know if it's, like, 111 or 104 right across from it, adjacent from it, just due to the fact that, you know, we want to see all the action. That's what I've noticed too. Like during All In last year, one year anniversary, what up? Um, where it was just like, hey, like Damn these it. are the perfect seats. We see everything. I'm I'm so distraught right now. By the way, the Los Angeles Lakers just re-signed Dwight Howard, and I'm so pissed off right now. Oh, <laughs> man. I mean, you lose Boogie Cousins essentially. I mean, Dwight Howard, I mean, is he one of the last big men that you have? Obviously not a starter, but, I mean, if he, you know, gets that six-man itch and performs to the Dwight Howard of 09, 010, or 2010, again, I know that's a far cry, but you don't think, you know, as time progresses or as the season progresses, he becomes, you know, a, a pretty important piece? Did, did you know in the last five years he's played on 16? He's been on five teams. 16. That's right, he got traded, and then they cut his ass. 
They bought him <laughs> with dress ups. <laughs> he was on the Lakers, the Magic, the Grizzlies, the Hawks, the Rockets, the Hornets, and the Wizards. Seven the teams. Grizzlies. Yeah, that's the team that just that just let him uh, have the buyout. Oh, okay. The Grizzlies. <laughs> dude, it's like get out of here, dude. You're you're a you're a pussy. You're trash. I don't want you on my team. You're whining the whole time when you had a chance to be the next, you know, Shaq, Kareem. You know the lineage is there, and you're gonna go. Kobe doesn't want to have enough fun. Get the hell out of here. I mean, his hair is finally quaffed. <laughs> In this picture. Zach Silver Jr.'s got something for you. Good night, though. Who's trying keto now, dickhead? Just a dickhead part is what I had to say. Anyway, Dwight, Dwight Howard. Well played, by the way. Dwight Howard. I'd rather you play center Elijah than him. I mean, Elijah's sitting there. Would you try to talk about on there? Elijah, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you're getting caught right now because you're being a doofus. Don't be. Would you rather have Dwight Howard or or Richard Lewis, Mister Forty Million a Year? Richard Lewis. <laughs> no, big three Richard Lewis, like moving weight on the side, Richard Lewis. God, is Luke Longley still alive? I know he comes in and Bill Weddington. He's surfing somewhere. Respect to us, number 16. Speaking of surfing, you know how to surf in the summer. Let's go, Cartwright. On those championship teams, he's easy on the Let's go. Cartwright was tight. Shout out to them. Shout out to how Cartwright getting traded because he said, because uh, uh, Michael Jordan said, if anyone passes you the ball, I will never give them the ball. So he said, I'm going to break your ankles or your legs. So they traded Bill Cartwright. <laughs> I mean, damn right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I used to do a wicked Bill Cartwright impression back in the day, but uh, I, th- I think it pretty much went like this. <clears throat> I'm Bill Cartwright. Like, that was pretty much how he sounded. <laughs> how crazy is it that Bill Cartwright said that I will break both of your legs to my my number two company at the moment. I know how uh, 
how crazy you are for Dragon Gate at this current time, but I'm loving me some DDT. Yeah, so let's 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 talk some some DDT to start it off. I like that. DDT some, fun, has... some fun and sad implications as well with uh, it being a feral show for uh, for a wrestler I believe uh, who's only in it for five years showed so much excellent potential for this company. You know, potential ace if you will, down the line, a guy that definitely gets it at the moment who the crowd was behind. Uh, so, so we definitely have the Kota Umeda farewell match. Um, I, you know, we both kind of brought this up, how Kota Umeda has been somebody that, uh, you know, WrestleCast Radio has definitely grown on in the last year. A guy that we have really followed. It, it's kind of a uh, is it fair to say, Alex, that Kota Omega has kind of been our pure version of Velveteen Dream? Ooh, I would say yes. That's a very excellent, you know, kind of connotation on, on how we've kind of seen, what the heck? How we've seen this happen. Oh, man, I just totally messed this up. Um, but, yeah, just something we, who we've watched, you know, probably for, a, say, a year since the, the, the last um, – has it been a year? No. It's been a yeah, year. Since last year's fan, so, which was kind of in the fall, so it's about a year, but I'm actually getting more appreciation from that Vice Land, uh, you know, series, The Rufflers, where they had a whole uh, episode devoted primarily to DDT there um, and, and just made me appreciate what they have. And, you know, not only the comedic stylings, Ryan, as we know, but for them to actually have pretty damn good wrestlers. And Kota Omeda was a guy who we've been champion championing behind uh, over the last, you know, 10, 11 months. So very sad. I love the purple velour, um, as you like to call it there. So and, and, <laughs> and the guy can kick a fierce striker in D. Don't again, but the finally quaffed hair fool you. Um, this was a fun match because of Kota Omeda, you know, just kind of getting the crap beaten kicked out. Beaten out of him, and it was just bonkers from from how it, the tide essentially turned after he was getting in his uh, his. Yeah, Dream for sure a, a good comparison for someone that you know. I wouldn't say we didn't you know like you're critical of Velveteen Dream because you want to see him succeed. Coda Meda, we know he's just you know maybe a few years behind, so I, I would say we're a little lenient with him with uh, his performance in the ring. But also, yeah, and, it seems like he grows up in a better territory, if you will. And, and that's, a, that's a fair assessment, too. Because, I mean, obviously, Velveteen Dream is somebody that we've been for more than a year because of the, the takeovers and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's, it's that guy in Japan where we're, we're watching all these companies that we've been watching. And every time we watch Koto Omega, we run through a show. Yeah, we're talking about how much we love Daisuke Sasaki and Kanosuke Takashita. And we love watching Mao and Harashima and these guys like that. But we're always like, Kamehameha, once again, dude was the shining bright spot in that opening six men with Ronald McDonald and random things like that. We always thought, damn, Kamehameha was still there. And he was their young boy in, in DDT. So as, as we grew into DDT um, heavily, you know, last fall, so almost a year from now, um, where we've really, really taken into covering this company, that's been the one guy that we kind of went, hmm, 
Zach is worth keeping keeping in mind of. I'm gonna watch the next show. And every yeah. time Cody Omega was on that show, we always would go out of our way and go, "Damn, can you wait to see what Cody Omega does this time on the show?" And it's kind of like Velveteen Team Dream. Like she said, "Yes, I am very critical of him, but it is because of that reason." Because I go, "All right, Velveteen Dream, baby, let's see what you're gonna do, man. Because I know you could really do this." And you know, we put the extra time into watching, and that's been what Cody Omega has been. Um, Cody Omega is retirement happened. He's going to run his family business. He was in the open, as we saw. Uh, Kota Meda, Mike Bailey, Nobuhiro Shibatami, and Shuma Kasamata defeated the team of Mizuki Watase, Naomi Yoshimura, Yuki Reno, and a match I've never seen before, but I'm really into, and I'm going to start researching, is uh, Daiki Shimomura. I've never seen that guy before. Wow, he he really blew me away. I think Daiki Shimomura was, was very good in with Omega. I think he has a tie to Omega with some of the training. And that's okay. why he got brought in for this match, but don't quote me on that. But this was this was fantastic. I went three and three quarters. Kota wins, uh, as I wrote, via death to Mizuki Watase. But as you mentioned, Umeda gets worked over hard. He gave us the, the, the okie-doke. We we're like, damn, he's just going to get squashed. Comes back, gets the W. He's doing catch and drop kicks in the corner, which was pretty damn cool to see. Smiling as he was going uh, you know, on his way down there with the uh, with the kick. It was, it was just beautiful to see everything they gave him at the end there. He worked a lot of the match, and I'm sure that's what they wanted. They gave the match time. Yeah. After it was over, we see the big embracing at the end. Yuki Ueno's trying to embrace the Omeda. Omeda's staying in the character, which we laughed about. Yeah. Just like, oh, man, come on, this is a moment. Mizuki Watase, who takes the pinfall for Kota Omeda, is crying at the end here. Um you know, we get we get the big pose, we get the pictures of the maid. It's like, all right, cool, I'm leaving. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. They're trying to take more. And then suddenly, we're going to send to each other, turn the eye, man, we're going to miss Kota Omega. It's one of those things you don't realize what you got until he's gone. And now that we've realized it, it's like, damn, dude, who knows we're going to see Kota Omega ever again if we do. I mean, that's like about, you know, kind of spoiler alert to the uh, end of the show, they kind of do a nice celebratory, you know, uh, send off to Kota Ameda. They bring him back into the ring. The wrestlers are all out there. You know, they're they're tossing him up there, you know, in, in celebration of, of his work over the last five years. And, you know, someone said, you know, hey, this isn't, you know, going to be the last that we see of you, you know, and everyone's, you know, hoping on to that, that sentiment there. And, you know, it's just... Something that, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing the purple streamers, you know, kind of coming through the ring and, <laughs> you know, to, to kind of set off the match there. So beautiful match. I loved it. You know, Omeda again being in it, you know, 85%. Mike Bailey, you know, of course, showing off some stuff. But, yeah, this was a good eight-man because I, I would say, you know, a lot of the, the opponents, you know, kind of got their time in the ring there. But, uh, you know, the uh, Bailey. And uh, Shunma Katsumoto and Nobuhiro Shimatani uh, definitely showcased themselves as well. But again, Umeda was the focus as it should have been. And uh, nice send off. Thank you. Hopefully, we see you soon. So confuses me that Nobuhiro Shimatani is not in these damnation matches, but apparently he has not left damnation. Always throws me for a loop. And then Shunma Katsumoto, one third of the. Uh, the triple, uh, the the six minute champions with Kanosuke Takashita and Akito, which were all broken up here on this show again too, so that kind of confused me as well. But you know, <laughs> this, 
this is a different show, and I understand that, and I got to look that out the window. So kudos to them. Kudos to the way that they put Amada out. And, you know, normally they go out on their back, but I'm glad he went out on top because I, I still am hoping that in the back of my mind that he'll be back at some point. We'll just see what happens. Um, next up, so get, would you take – demo? so would you take – Dwight Howard's 12.8 uh, points that he averaged last season with Washington on this Lakers team? Uh, no. Almost, I mean, 9.2 rebounds. That's that's something that's, that's pretty nice. He played nine games. I don't give a yeah. shit about Dwight Howard. <laughs> JaVale McGee? I'd rather have JaVale McGee, which they have. Give me back of Zubats. <laughs> Didn't someone just opt to play overseas and not sign a free agent contract? And everyone was thinking, wow, this guy is really awesome. But he was like, hey, Nikola- I'm going to make more money. Yeah, Nikola Mirotic did it. Why don't the Lakers try to buy that out and then bring him over? I love that. I love that hire. I hope he's getting the league minimum. I hope he also has to do laundry. <laughs> I, 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 he's gonna watch watch Danny Green's jock. I don't dude, no. screw Dwight Howard. He's a bitch. He's a punk. I don't like him. I don't need him. What did I, they pay for him? <laughs> I hope it was the, the the average for the the league minimum for a veteran. Howard had this read nearly nearly two point six million of his five point six million guaranteed salary to Memphis in buyout. He can earn up to $2.6 million on his vet minimum deal with Lakers if he survives on a roster pass early January. A deal outcome for Grizzlies never intended to bring Howard to camp, uh, as reported by Adrian Wojnarowski an hour ago. ESPN. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care to bring that cancer Am back. Am I causing you to drink that now? Are you pouring any, uh, any vodka in there? But I might after the show's over for Elijah keeps acting like Captain Sandaho with Dwight Howard over here. I agree. Attitude is a huge factor. Why you don't want him in that locker room? Like, we're not a WWE show, so I don't need to be pissed off for once on radio. You're just throwing fuel in the fire. God damn it. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm so because I can't. I he's he's dude. He's on the he's on the plane lifting the airplane phone up, making jokes over the intercom. And Kobe goes, "How about you knock that off and let's just relax before we get home?" And he starts complaining that Kobe doesn't let him have fun. Okay, wow! Don't put you don't you don't talk to uh, the second guy. Uh, and, and talk about hey, yeah. I mean, respect what the guy's saying. Like, just because a fat contract doesn't mean you can just respect kind of what what they're aiming for for that season. <laughs> go, go bring Kurt Rambis out from the front office. Let's, let's get the red guy in there. Let's go, baby. Did you guys get Dwight Howard a ring? Does he have a ring? No, he does not. They didn't win. Did they go to the finals at least? They went to the finals and got uh, stomped by Tim Duncan. 
I mean, he had Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Rashard Lewis on the team, too. Yeah, yeah he Jimmy. has never won an NBA champion. Dwight Howard is not a champion. No, he's, 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 he's just can't that beat above all in trash. Oh, <laughs> my favorite number. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make some comment after my, my cool that I just said, like, all right, I'm over it. Great. Okay. Oh, damn it. I don't care about this comment. I care about DDD. You son of a bitch. <laughs> this is this is gonna sound just as egregious, but the team of King Potato Chips. I'm yeah, I'm gonna put Dragon Potato Mask on you. Takahashi, take it as a team of Dragon Potato Mask, Akito, Kazuki Kibata, Saki Okai. Uh, King Potato Chips is played by Toro Urashi himself. Dragon Potato Mask was the literary Antonio Honda. Oh yes. Yeah. This is a fantastic match. Um, were you? I have three stars on this because I thought of the let's just show it. And I'm watching Tony Rossi as King Potato Chips walking along, trying to give the fans and Corkin or whatever this was, you know, the Corkin, different potato chips, and the crowd's just looking at him. And the match is going on, and he's just wandering around feeding the fans. I was laughing so goddamn hard. Um, he trips coming in that, I mean, like you said, that was just so amazingly funny. Because you know it's Antonio Honda, and he doesn't do the gimmick right away. When it was you know, pretty much at the polar end of the match there, it, it works perfectly. And then when they do the whole Avengers Assemble thing, and then King Potato Chips moved, and then the guy, he's, you know, pretty much like, I, I guess that there was a guy who had a... a King Potato Chip held hostage, essentially, and he moves. That guy gets it. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, King Potato Chip gets pinned by, by uh, or pins Dragon Potato Chip. So, crazy, ma- crazy match. It was, I mean, Asuka was there laughing pretty much, but delivering some some interesting blows. Saki Akai, you know, coming in, you know, every now and then there. But uh, it was nice to see Hirata and Asuka kind of in that, you know, strike battle as they, you know, just kind of charge each other, you know, as as they see one another. So very, uh, very interesting matchup. But it was a lot of fun. I, I don't disagree with your rating there. It, it was a lot funner since I'm into the DDT zone now. Um. My only gripe was we didn't get any of the Kazuki, uh, uh, Kazuki Hirata theme music and dancing. That sucked because that's one of my favorite things in Dragon Gate. Yeah. Um, also, I was kind of you though. Gota didn't get his chips. He just wanted the chips at the end, man. Did you, were you pissed off at the guy who catfished you back at last year's Peter Pan get booked on the show? <laughs> Forget when we reviewed Peter Pan 2018. You're like, who's this guy who catfished me when his picture is shown and a different human being runs out from the back? I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he took part in that uh, in the the water park match. Uh, he was in that shit too. <laughs> yes, he was. The thing this match missed with all the craze was Hoshi Tango, but. If we don't ever have to see Hoshi Tango again, I won't care. Um, he's the old, like, street fighter Russian-looking genie guy, and I'm fine if we don't watch him anymore. But that's <laughs> what I'm like. You can just take these as Hoshi Tango. 
Harvey got his uh, his normal his normal spot, so I was okay with that. <laughs> but for the match, it was, it was a good time. Moves on to third of the seven matches. Uh, the team of uh, Yuki Sakaguchi and Kazu Sakaguchi defeated yes. Makoto and Yuki Onoa, and also the team of Mad Polly and Tetsuya Ento. Uh, Sakaguchi gets a counter or rolls counters Makoto Rishi's roll up into another roll. That was some kind of so weird ass Zack Saber Jr. submission. And Makoto Oishi tapped so damn fast that I, I almost did a spit take. And Sakaguchi stands up like, bitch. And then he gets rolled up uh, for his, by Higuchi, who Higuchi's one of the biggest badasses I've seen. He kicks out of it and beats the shit out of Higuchi, who's pleading with him to stop. Because yes. I DDT, Iron Man, heavy, heavy metalweight title. It's Sakaguchi once again proving that he is the biggest badass this championship has ever seen. Um, Angel kind of stayed out, which I kind of expected because of the wild nature of the match. Yuki Onoda still showed a little bit of the effects from his being from Hideki Suzuki. Mad Pauly was Mad Pauly. He was part of that, that nice little triple punch attack with him, Nai, and Higuchi. I don't agree yep. on it because I thought, it, I thought they worked really hard and it was active, but the work didn't blow me away. But I thought they deserved the waiting for, you know, like I said, the fact that they, were, they worked really hard for this being just a random house show style uh, three team match. But, you know, it was what it was. Yuki Sakaguchi continuing to show that splitting him up from t- shooting Doji was not a bad thing because this guy's no. got some potential. It's really good. This guy's over. He's over when he's trying to. Uh... Get pinned right away as he was rolled up, uh, you know, as as uh, I believe. Forgot who it was who rolled him up in the beginning. I'm not sure if it was Oishi or not. Uh, but for the Iron Man, a heavy metal weight title, take that 24-7 uh, championship there. But uh, that was a lot of fun how that was kind of like a subplot of the match there. But Sakaguchi, like you were saying, he's just a star. Locking in that Cobra clutch, you know, kind of at the end there with uh, – with Makoto Oishi, which I liked how him and Endo were primarily the team. Mad Polly had, you know, a few big man spots, but it was mainly the, the team of uh, Oishi and Endo, which was kind of cool to see as he was getting Endo to kind of do his dirty work at times there, which I was like, why aren't, why are they even teaming? Endo, you know, just totally needs to uh, get into that there. Um, you know, cause, cause it seemed like a nice tandem, but uh, yeah, it, it was just to make Sakaguchi look like he has a target on his back, but also, you know, a guy that you do not want to mess with. As I uh, dub him, the Yakuza boss, because he looks yeah. dangerous. Let's go. This, this is fun. Um, but a Gucci rolling him up at the end. And then, you know, Sakaguchi pretty much uh, taking the trash out as he uh, warranted his, what the hell are you trying to do? Gucci, a man that we watched in the DDT Grand Prix back in December, um, Connor, after getting in a chop fight with Goshi Ozaki of all people, yet Sakaguchi yeah. gave him a stare down and he went, Yeah, I screwed up. That's my bad. Let's just start over. Like, Gucci is like, No, I'm good, man. I'm good, fam. This is, this is a little bit too much for me. Sakaguchi so, uh, just. As was the next match, Ryan. Oh, my God. The, the funnest match, I would say, out of this show because, uh, you know, I did, A, I did not expect to see this version of Mao, this comedic stylings of Mao, you know, kind of as he was uh, 
you know, comes up with the trash can, uh, you know, arrows, a bow. He's wearing a paper crown, an inflatable dumbbell that says a thousand pounds. But Ryan, I did not expect to see, uh, you know, attempted kidnapping of a child. Um, the craziest inventive ending that I've seen. Also, them, you know, two counts of attempted murder by both Mao and Yuro Kurashiro. Yes, I get it. It's a no DQ match here. Uh, but there was a lot to kind of wrap your head around. But it was awesome. There was fans assaulting Euro, uh, you know, kind of during the match there. There was a 450 involved while someone was on a pyramid full of chairs. This was a hell of a match. A lot of fun. They climbed the, like, pipes on the side of the, the wall there in the, in the arena there, Ryan. They both, I was like, they can't climb those small pipes. Really? They climb all the way to the top of the arena and proceed to try to, again, murder each other. Running hurricanas, a lot of crazy hits. Again, where you think it's to be more fun in games, there's actual wrestling. Again, a 450 uh, was hit on Euro while he was on a pyramid of chairs. A mouth throwing in chairs like he just watched the ECW Hardcore TV on the WWE Network. A lot of fun, inventive stuff right along on here. Um, and, and as well as the Mishinoku driver that Mao hits on the apron. Fun match. What am I, if not the favorite match on this card? God bless DDT Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you said, you said it all. Um, got a lot to unpack here. Once again, I've been climbing about Juro Eichmann Kuroshiro for months. Uh, this guy's awesome. I'm sure that I think he's going to WWE. Like when I sent you guys that picture in the group chat where they had him wrestling in the training oh, match. That guy? Yeah, I can see why you were worried. Because this guy's funny. Like, dude, bro, go ahead and let's do it. Like, I'm like, go oh, damn it, they're going to sign him. Um, <laughs> Juro Kuroshiro is... He, he, was a, he was a wrestler one guy. Um, he was part of the big feud with, with Stronghearts and T-Hawk and Shima and those guys. Whoa. He left wrestler one. Um, yeah, there's, some, there's some good stuff you can find of Juro with Shokara Shino, too, guys like that. Um, I mean, he's just... He just... He gets the concept of, of the art of entertaining people. And that's why I'm scared that he's, he's going to the E... Um, oh, no, he's a very good foil. He's like DDT's version, not comedic in a bad way, just because, like you said, he has those tendencies. He reminded me of a Jay White, very maniacal, very, you know, like where he attacks a body part, you know, on his, um, you know, on his opponents there and can do some pretty insane stuff. Um, and just kind of that character, Joker-esque, I would say. You know, he's not as dark as a Jay White, but Jay White's pretty funny in some of his, his actions, you know, and especially his wording. But it, it's like they both kind of got their, their same vein from, you know, watching The Dark Knight and that wonderful uh, wonderful Joker performance by Heath Ledger. And I'll say this, too. This is one thing that, that draws you with Joe Kenoshio the first time you see him is Kenoshio's got – Arguably the best entrance in wrestling. Like this, he's on the apron, he's good in the ring, and as he gets in, he gets in, and then he goes right back out and starts running through the crowd. He's handing out fans, and 
and he's high-fiving people, and he's standing on the rig, and he's walking across chairs, and then he rolls in the rig and rolls back out, and then he's celebrating again, and, and the whole point is, you'd never, is he going to finally get in the ring? There was the one spot where he puts his right leg to the rope, goes to the ring and then puts his left leg right to the bottom rope and goes right back out and goes, and starts running to the building again. I mean, he's just, he's a showman and he's so smart at the way he does it. And that's what's struggling about Gio Carosio. And, and Mao is a guy that we've talked about for the last year as somebody who's super underutilized. And, and so good in every role that he's put in. He's always put in a different spot, whether it's a hardcore match, a tag match, a singles just basic match. I mean, he fits those roles so well. And yes, he, he and, and, and the minute the crowd started chanting for Eichmann, Mike turned the role to the way he should. And that's what's so good about these guys. Um, I'm going to throw in on this match. The fact that I was like, Jim, if this is the end of you, I don't want to see you climbing to the standing room only section because someone's going to die here. And I'm having a freaking, I'm having like a, a mental breakdown watching this match as they're throwing each other off of the standing room section. Which is the same one I leaned off of at Cork and Hall. They're trying to throw each other out of the balcony or the bleachers. Um, Mono comes out like a like a real veteran with all these weapons and artillery. Like they built this giant tower of chairs that even though it didn't go the way that they planned and Mono got messed up on that four fifty when he overshot it and just went straight to the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that's that's the worst that happened because that had catastrophe written all over it. Which only the two guys that are gonna do that. And I've never seen a more creative finish than when Milo goes for a, goes for that drop kick and Gino yep. opens the chair, catches him in between the chair, closes it, rolls the chair back, and then pins him while he's trapped in the chair. I've never seen that. That blew my mind. One of the most inventive endings that I've seen in a long ass time. That's it. That's it. We we got it. So. Um, just that, just fantastic. And I think I need to get a new cable. I think it's my problem. I'm plugged in all here. Um, pearl. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'd see a little bit of, um, you know, Kota Ibushi and Mao, you know, as well. I, I'd say he's more of a junior, but, but just kind of the crazy stuff that he's willing to do against his opponents. You know, and then for him to take a, you know, take a loss just for the fact that, you know, he just slips into a folding chair, you know, as, as you know, uh, Jiro just, you know, kind of cradles him into there and takes the legs there, which is so crazy. But I honestly, besides the main event, this was just a fun match because, oh, yeah, again, attempted kidnapping as he snatches a young girl as she's crying into the crowd and booze erupts. There are people booing this man. I, I know you yeah, they try to murder each other by throwing each other off the balcony. But I feel like I was gonna take the kid and have the kid like stomp on mom with the garbage can and then the kid started crying and he didn't know what to do so he just plays it up. Which was perfect. But I forgot about that. I'm gonna the kid's like He's 
tonight. I'm in Florida, Carter, on the Jim Eichelman commercial, man. I'm so bummed if he leaves. We are going to have one for sure more DDT match with him, which which we'll get into when I run down this card from Sunday after this. But oh, please don't leave us, Eichelman. Please stay in Puro. Um, Next little six man with three to clear on this. Hiroshima, Sinchiro, Takagi, and Shinny Loki are defeated by Hideki. Kevin Oka, who's got another awesome entrance. And Super Sasa Dynamite yeah. Machine. Kevin Oka's been a mainstay around a pure for a lot of years. Hideki Suzuki, I think, is starting to come into his own with adapting the DDT style with his. Billy Ray Robinson style shoot. As weird as it is to say that, um, it was cool having a match with Suzuki and Aoki together. Sakagi's always fighting there with Sasadango. Um, Hiroshima, I really hope we're going to get some more Hiroshima and Hideki Suzuki stuff going on. Um, like I said, we're three in the corner. We get the win from team number two. What do you think of the six man? I I thought it was fun, you know. It 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 kind of planted the seed for the next feud um, for uh, for Sanshiro Takagi uh, over forty title, I believe. I know it's a different name, but it's essentially a title for the over forty. What is the O forty title? Huh? Not U forty, but the O forty because it's the over forty years old championship. <laughs> it's perfect there, but I I love the power points. You know that that super Sasango machine kind of had, you know, kind of uh, you know, exposing uh, a number right along on there, uh, which which was pretty funny there. So they showed Takagi's number on on the big screen as it was supposed to be uh, super Sasango machines. Um, so pretty funny there. Uh, some interesting moves with a belt involving uh, super Sasango machine and uh, Shinya Yoki. Uh, Shinya Yoki again is always a guy you want to watch. <clears throat> especially coming forward here. Uh, but, you know, him being a, a pretty decorated MMA fighter, you, it's someone you don't want to mess with, also can uh, lip sync a Disney tune very, very well, um, as we found at Peter Pan. But um, uh, Oka, you know, kind of taking the kicks by Oki and Hiroshima. Um, but Oka, you know, kind of spearing both of them, which was awesome again. Uh, then Sakaki stops with the spear clothesline. Dive- but okay, hitting that modified stutter on Sakaki, willing to spur to then is the challenge that uh, that um, uh, Ken Oka challenges Takagi at the next show, uh, I believe, coming in September. So a lot of fun. Uh, again, I'm adapting to these where PowerPoint would have annoyed me, you know, prior to you know, <laughs> uh, watching and appreciating the DDP thing, uh, kind of liking. This story has been progressing over the last couple of months with uh, Kagi and Super Sasango Machine being with Ken Oka. <laughs> I think the, the only thing I wish we could get on these matches is if we could get subtitles on the uh, PowerPoint. I think that's the only thing that like I wish we could have just so we could understand what's going on. Um, agreed. agreed. Maybe they'll uh, do something like New Japan does with with the subtitles or, or the translations, if you will. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, it's, 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 he's got a good thing going, and I'm glad they're, they're doing what they're doing because it's, 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 God, it's so damn entertaining. <laughs> it's so damn entertaining. Yes. 
Speaking of entertaining, uh, I would say next match is definitely pulled in as Ryan Hook's match of the year front runner here. Um, Daisuke Sasaki, Kyle, of course, Damnation, Second Champions, Digging Up, Hiroshi Mata, uh, and of course, the King of Dong style, Joey Ryan. Um, a question for you, man. Would Jen put a ring on it, Ryan, if you looked like Hiroshi Yamato? Probably. Dude, any any the long singer? Like, let's go. I'll never forget <laughs> judgment. <laughs> when they're trying to get um I can't remember the girl I sent you the picture of the thing that says, Do you want me to eat your little train? Or whatever it said. Um, yeah. was was holding the Joey Ryan Dong train. And they're like, somebody needs to help us. And here comes Hiroshi Amato just singing the whole time. I'm like, yeah, this dude's tight. Hiroshi Amato, by the way, working some Dragon Gate. The dude's getting a lot of run this summer in, in Japan. Yeah. And this is a fun match, man. And I can run a Yeah, this, this was a match that if you would have told me on paper it was what it was, I wouldn't have thought I would have been as entertained as I was by this. Like, this was a good tag wrestling match. And he looks like, uh, I'm assuming he's a veteran, but I mean, he's an established character. You know, I'm not saying this guy's Velveteen Dream, but, I mean, the character kind of fits in that mold where it's kind of an alternative you know, uh, gimmick that is getting over in 2019. And, and crowd is definitely behind him. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if people you know, have been keeping tabs on his appearances over the last couple of months and all these different promotions, I can see him kind of gaining following because he can work and his character is down pat so kudos to uh harashi Omato. and to be fair he took that baby oil when it was you know i said hey i want to share this with you from ryan he accepted oh he was all about the teamwork and the partnership so you can ask for a better wrestler uh, right now roshi yamato but uh, definitely a lot of fun a lot of dick flips a lot of suck action with his normal size and the Ryan size there. So, uh, so some fun along with there. And, and, and like I said, kudos to the guy for Roshi Amato. He's in the opener on tonight's well, four hours from now, Dangerous Gate show for Dragon Gate. So he's getting run. He's working well. And, and let's be fair here. We knew that when Joey Ryan came out of judgment to make the challenge, um, against Somatsuka and Daisuke Sasaki. We knew they weren't going to win. But what I will say is they put up a much better match where you kind of had a – maybe they might have a slight shot. Like, I don't think they're going to win, but they're going to a lot more run than I thought they were going to win or get. So I thought that was nice. I mean, I think you're going to guess Daisuke Sasaki and Somatsuka are having a hell of a tag run. They're doing a great job of making – their opponents are getting over because that's what you need is to keep that tag division lively. And by getting your opponents over, you're just getting more challengers later down the line. If you have to rehash, so kudos to them. Uh, <laughs> oh man. A few more things. Here. A Yamato getting the power of the dong um, as he put his hand on it. And then he got the power when he was running on the apron and, you know, well, essentially, Joey Ryan's running along with him as he's you know, out there, um, you know, inside the ring and, and just, getting, you know, dick flips on damnation on the outside. Amazing. Also, R.I.P. 
VIP to the referee of this match. Unfortunately, he got the sucker in the mouth as so much I was fighting it, and the ref just dropped dead. So again, rest in peace there. Uh, a few questions for you, Ryan. What seemed or what was longer, Jack Swagger trying to unhook the Money in the Bank briefcase, or Joey Ryan trying to unwrap the sucker? Jack Swagger. Got to go Jack Swagger. Also, do you prefer suckers, uh, you know, kind of, uh, in, in their, let's say, area during a Joey Ryan match, or would you prefer them with seaweed? Prefer with the second one? Or would you rather have a, a, a lollipop wrapped in seaweed? Uh, seaweed, for sure. Joey Ryan <laughs> is a disgusting human being. And when he when he pulls he better have two damn pairs of trunks on that he stashes one of those in. But there's still all that like soaked up ball sweat that's gotta be roaming around in there. Like the duck butter ball sweat. I like I I don't need a duck butter filled lollipop. Okay. Just batshit crazy uh, craziness by these two guys, uh, kind of in the main event here. DDT uh, KOD Openweight Champion uh, Kinsuke Takashita uh, challenged by you know a gentleman who we know from uh, the uh, stable CCK and uh, from Progress as uh, well as many other wrestling companies here, but also someone who thought could have uh, should have been Death Rider. Uh, one Chris Brooks uh, challenging uh, in the main event here um, against champion Ryan. What did you think of this main event that included ladder and plastic bins exploding? And <laughs> oh yeah, a running cutter of uh, you know the stop of a stairwell here in Brooklyn in which uh, you have experience with. So when you're at Clark and Hall, you walk up uh, and you're not sitting on the floor. You walk up about. 12 steps that are pretty steep, and it gets you right to the main open area of, of the of the Corkin Hall area. Where you have about 10 rows of seats going down, you have about 15 going behind you, and then you have the rig on the floor. Um, there's an awning at the top of the stairs. Uh, it's a white awning that's probably, I mean, if you're standing at the top of the stair, it's probably about five, six feet above that. Um, parallel to where the top of it is is about the third step going up. So it's about a 15 foot drop, probably. Like it's not not close. And then these two nutcases are deciding to walk up the thing and I'm fighting back and forth. And next thing you know, Takashita, Chris Brooks, they engage in a diving color off of it. Um, I, I was dumbfounded. I saw the gifts everywhere the next day on top of it. Like, the world was buzzing. It didn't look safe. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know what they were going to do with this. I just, like, it's like Chris Brooks. It was like Brooks for the match. Like, if I wing twice, what you're going to do? Well, I'm trying to balance and not fall over. You run on other side and just jump and I'll take care of the rest. And oh yeah. I think the table wins again because as they, they nailed the spots, but 
they were in Japan. So I, from, I give them a pass. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll onto my side, and you guys are just gonna come crashing headfirst into the floor. For thousand dollars, would you take that spot, Ryan? Oh no, man, that was stupid. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. You see, like, this is like a slope. This like white cemented area. Is that a slope at the top of the cork and all steps? I'm watching this dude shimmy. And you'll see Chris Brooks's kick pads kind of like, like the lip isn't like, it's kind of bending over so his feet aren't definitely dragging while he's sliding as best as they probably should. And like, this is nuts. Okay, you're just jumping and they're gone. And they made it. And they cleared it. Oh, the table didn't break. Oh, they just almost, fall. I mean, they, they, they almost decapitated themselves flying off of it into the, the, the first row of seats. Like, man, and, and this, is, this is my ultimate take on this. Is Chris Brooks, now his tour is done. This guy, if he wants to go to DDT, this is a guy that I could see next year at Peter Pan playing a major role in the KOD title match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Takagi said himself that this guy – is exactly what this company breathes for. He did everything they asked of him to do. He worked, I mean, he worked the freaking water park match. Like, this dude did everything anybody would have wanted him to do. And he said he was happy and loved every moment of it. And, I mean, the locker room liked him. He got, he got along with everybody. He did this. This is the opinion of somebody who goes on a, on a tour and does it correct. And, I don't think this is the last we're going to see a Chris Brooks. And what a funny way to play is you lose to the champion on your way out the door. It's like a territory match. You come in there, you heat up the territory with a bunch of a bunch of undercard stuff and work a bunch of stuff. He had the great tag stuff with Masahiro Takanashi. He had the cool bike riding spot with Sanchiro Takagi in that tag match. And he did all that stuff, and he got his way to the title, lost in the title match, and then he leaves the territory and goes to the next one. It's the epitome of how you do business, and he was fantastic with it. And this match was great. I went four stars on it. Every, I mean, they, they did everything you want from a non full comedic DDT match where you get the silliness and the plunder, but you keep that fantastic wrestling and you have the story of false finishes and building for a great... Yeah, thank you. Innovative with it. And Takashita once again did a, did a great job with making another star out of what Sasaki and Takao did with Ryan and Yamato as a guy who could now be a repeat challenger and you wouldn't think anything of it. God, this was such a good show, honestly. Uh, and, and capped off with such a hard-hitting main event. Um, I mean, from top to bottom, I think any match like, oh, I'm going to change this because everything and what DDT, you know, offers. And, you know, again, kudos to another match, which is just, what, a week after Peter Pan, technically, in, like, actual time in July? Yeah, Peter Pan was the 18th, and this show was the 21st. So it was, like, three days Jeez, later. three days. <laughs> wow. And this is a broken record, guys, and I'm sorry that we're saying this again, but every time we do one of these things, we go, damn, we got to just keep up watching more DDT. Because every time we slip on DDT, they put out some shit that we should have watched and we miss it. I'm going to go over this one with you. 
April or August 3rd, DDT had the Fighting Beer Garden 2019 show. Yes. Uh, it was fans. Juku face super low vacancy. Listen to these these results here. I and mean, we've got something that, that blew my mind that is going to play into the card I'm going to give you for the 25th that we can talk about real quick. But we had Makoto Ishii, Shunma Katsumata, and Yukio Naya defeated Mad Polly, Robohiro Shibatani, and Hiroshi Yamada when Oishi pinned Shibatani with the European clutch. We had a rock and roll five-way death match. Our guy, Yukio Sakaguchi, defeated Yazawa, Toro Arashi, Kazuki Hirata, and Yuni, the little kid, when Sakaguchi pinned Hirata with a penalty kick. We then got, get this one, Daisuke Sasaki and Tetsuya Endo versus Masahiro Takanashi and Asuka ended wow. in a no contest at 16-10 when everybody got drunk. <laughs> it's <laughs> what? It's a thing. Um, then Shoko Tino and Yuki Ueno uh, versus Mao and Mizuki Watase ended in a no contest when everyone turned into Dan Shoko Dino. I don't know how that works. In a watermelon split match, I'm assuming you had to split a watermelon in half. Uh, Arcano, in title defense wow. number two, losing the Extreme Championship to the Jiro Eichmann Corosio when Corosio split the watermelon in half first. Um, in the Beer Garden Special Feature Customer Lottery Six-Man Tag, Kanosuke Takashiro, Hiroshima, and uh, Kazusada Haguchi defeat Soma Takao, Mike Bailey, and Naomi Yoshimura when Haguchi pins Yoshimura with the Dr. Bomb. Um, and then in the next five matches, Iron Man Heavy Metalweight title, Saki Akai defeats Yukio Sakaguchi with a Burkhead attack. Um, this was at 9.14 p.m. Um, after the beer can attack, 9.15 p.m., Kazuki Hirata defeats Saki Akai with a miracle one-shot cradle. 9.16 p.m., Sakaguchi gets the title back, putting Hirata in a sleeper hold. At 9.17, the can of beer defeats Yukio Sakaguchi by pinfall. Your can of beer has become the 1,397th champion. Only to lose as Yukio Hino defeats the can of beer. By drinking the can of beer at 9.18 p.m. to become the 1,398th champion. Wow. That is a mouthful and such. That, that's amazing, though, just because their beer shows, again, they're they're having fun. Seeing a little bit of what they do at the beer bashes, um, you know, on that Viceland um, Wrestlers uh, episode. It was, was just amazing to kind of see that. Um, and they, they kind of go out. It's very burlesque-esque, if you will. You know, which is a lot of fun. That that would be uh, on the bucket list uh, a few years down the line. Man, I want to go to a Peter Pan now. Yeah, that would be dope. Um, Lastly, before we get to the new show, on the 18th, it was the It Is Dramatic Yeah 2019 show. But we had a bunch of title changes. Um, we saw uh, Hiroshima in the field of Hiroshima Tani. But then in the uh, Biwajima specialty, Kishiman Hibatsushi, Hidabushi, Dante Misofore, uh, Masahiro Takanashi defeats Yuki Ueno, Mad Pauly, and Makoto Oishi to become the 1,403rd champion. Oishi then backslides Takanashi to win it. Yuki Ueno then defeats Oishi with the body press. Um, 
we we move down and get rid of a few more matches, uh, not not important ones. Um, Oishi then defeats Yuki Hirano, uh to become the 1406 champion. And then we close out Yuki Hirano defeats Koto Oishi with a concrete block strike to become the wow. 1407 champion. Leaving <laughs> us um, as we are we are jumping in here in the DDT Summer Vacation Memory Show. This happens on Sunday. Four-way tag match, Mad Pauly and Noble Hero Shimatami finally back with their nation, taking on Akito and Shun Makatsumara, Masahiro Takanashi and Yuki Onaya, and Mizuki Watase and Naomi Yoshimura. We get the Kalde Frito-Lay collaboration match, Love and Potato Snacks Save the Earth, Alex. <laughs> yes, the saga continues. Cake <laughs> Potato Chip and Dragon Potato Mask taking on Kazuki Harada. And the man we've been talking about, the man of the hour, Hiroshi Yamato. Wow. We then the Iron Man Heavy Metal title summer jumbo special two big singles matches, Yuki Ueno versus Puma King. Then we get Saki Akai and Sue Young, who has come to take over Saki Akai and make her evil and dangerous and and devilish as as she has she has turned her. That's gonna happen. To, Asuka and Makoto. Then yeah, that's legit going to happen. Yeah, there's a picture of her, too, right here on this thing I'm looking at, too, which is pretty interesting. Like, meaning she's going to win to turn her evil. We're gonna. That's going to be awesome. The transformation of Saki Akai, that's going to be crazy to see. I wonder if it's going to be uh, way more dramatic than when um, she was with uh, Azusa Christie and she had her under the spell. I'm going to keep taking on Makoto Ishii. Soma Takano Tetsuya Endo taking on Harashima and Kazuki, or Kazuna, Kazusada Haguchi. Excuse me on that one. Nice. Uh, we get the Kanosuke Takashida Summer mes- Measures against Shiri Aoki match. Kanosuke Takashida, Yukio Sakaguchi, Sanshiro Takagi, and Antonio Honda. Taking that then, Shoko Dino, Super Sasadaga Machine, Mao, and Santino Morella. Santino, that should be interesting. So it's nice, but it's better. That's pretty nice. Is Morella and Honda going to have, like, a snake fight with their hand, people? There's going to be two snake fights. Also, what, what we forgot to mention, um... After the uh, the World Championship match, which we saw again, <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris Brown sends down off of a ladder. I'm to Sakashita while he's on a, a stack full of bins, which is insane. But we also saw Shinji kind of come down because Sakashita's like, hey, I challenge anyone. First one to come out. Of course. We, we, we come on down just like looking like you know an adult millhouse from the Simpsons and like hey I challenge you but he'll murder you because he's legit MMA that's going to be an awesome out yeah. it's gonna be a, we'll see you again on September 1st in Osaka ooh that's when that's okay that's good to know um, I didn't know when that show was I'm excited for that um, and then we get the main event of the show, guys. DAT Extreme title, Jiro Kuroshio, Eichmann himself's first title defense, will be the last match against the leader of the nation, Daisuke Sasaki. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Let, 
But also, you know, that are spreading really good matches, uh, you know, pretty pretty close to together here. But uh, one company that's also kind of on the heels of must watch, um, I guess you could say it could be either Dragon Gates or All Japan. Um, and I believe you watched both All Japan for action shows. Um, I, I picked and choose what I watched, but. Um... I mean, the main things that were, were worth, worth talking about were the three that I had you watch. There was, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the rest of them, but it was your, you know, it was just your normal, everyday um, six mans and tag matches. So, I mean, it wasn't, it was fun. Um, I will say one thing, though, coming up. Um, looking, I'm, I'm on the DDT streaming service. I was looking at that uh, um, Takashita versus Shimi Aoki on September 1st. But Sama, is running a live show on August 27th. Um, it's at Shinkiba First Ring, but Masala is like the deathmatch company um, with them, which uh, I believe he's still the champion, but I could be wrong, but the guy who made a name for himself with Masashi Takeda last year, and the guy who dethroned Takeda, Asami Kadoka, who we ironically watched him, maybe he wrestled that Owen Bike guy that we saw from... Um, AEW or uh, MAW. So Kadoka, one of the biggest names in Deathmatch Wrestling right now, is uh, wrestling G Raver in the main event from Game Changer. Oh, that's very nice. I'm so, yeah. he, he like gets thrown off the building and then like got a concussion at the uh, backyard <laughs> show. I thought he got really messed up during that show. Oh, I bet, man. The, the way that dude took that thought, like, that wasn't safe. <laughs> like, he was watching, like, nah, that was stupid. But I guess over time he healed, it's been seven weeks. <laughs> so, hopefully. Also, on August 30th, DDT is running their Shinkiba Beer Garden one-night stand match. So that'll be kind of fun, too. <laughs> Is that the blue media going to get uh, stiffly punched by uh, angry text? That's when he gets his revenge on him and uh, has Dan Shoko Dino do him in the ass um, <laughs> while he's doing the Deion Sanders high step trying to get to his limousine. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, is her SO um, and others, is she kind of uh, sad to is who? Your your significant other? Um, I don't think so, but I, don't, I haven't seen her today. Since uh, the engagement uh, was announced, uh, I believe earlier today, of uh, the man, <laughs> Becky Lynch, and the man's man, Seth Rollins, a.k.a. Jen's favorites, uh, uh, engaged. Congrats, guys. But, uh, I mean, have you noticed any attitude or just, like, any sadness moping around or... No, no, yeah, she's she's been working overtime at uh, Minnetonka, uh, helping that store. So I haven't seen her, and I went to the fair instead. Um, I guess apologies. 
um, to the world's most awkward couple in the world. So she doesn't even know the news. So, I mean, it, she probably hasn't, yeah, she hasn't even experienced it yet. So, oh, man, you should you should tape that when she's all sad and mopey. Like Charlie Brown when he just, like, holds his head down and just walks gingerly. Well, I guess we can, I guess we can try to figure it out here. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. Um, let's go this route here. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Uh, weak sauce. Let me try one more time. Maybe she just had bad connection. We'll just call her and ask her right now. See what happens. <laughs> okay. Working now? I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I haven't seen her. Whoa. Hello. Oh, Jen, are you are, are you home? Yeah. What? What? Are you? I can't understand what you're saying. I, where are you? I'm upstairs. She's sleeping. Sydney, no. I said I use, but she's clearly distraught. People, she's trying to come I want to. I can't understand what you're saying. No, just no hey Jen, he's he's calling to essentially um, see how your feelings are. Just obviously working a lot, but from the news, the engagement today, uh, Becky Lynch, and of course your fan favorite. Why? <laughs> why? Sure you're okay. I asked That's if you were happy so or anything all all day since your guy is officially off the market. I believe this would be fourth engagement. I don't like it, but whatever. <laughs> okay, that's all. So this is just this broke. I I don't know what you said. Just so you know. I've been dealing with this all show, so it's it's been interesting. <laughs> okay, that was fun. Bye, Felicia. That was a good time. Glad that worked. Maybe <laughs> I, I, I have to use my MacBook next time. I don't know. Everything's hooked up correctly. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Are you home? Like, sorry, guys. Brian lives in a mansion, so that's why he's like <laughs> in her own quarters. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't see him walking around. I know what's going on. You didn't know if she's out or with your child. That's funny. <laughs> they like Woodbury Days or some shit. I don't know. Woodbury Days? Dog park the that racist dog. Yeah, I hear that thing. There must be uh, somebody walking by the house that is, house that is suspect because that dog's going bonkers. It's not me this time. <laughs> No one wants to see a Hispanic male of my stature walk along the side of two houses. <laughs> Jen said, let's see, she said, it sounded like when two people talk on, on the walkies at work at once. Yeah, you're, you're kind of, it's like you're talking right on top of the mic, like you're, you're, you're just all, all up in it. Does does this do anything better if I sit really far away like this? 
keep talking. Happy 10th anniversary. Also, everyone, if you have the WWE Network, uh, happy 10th anniversary. SummerSlam 2009, uh, which aired on this day. I remember vividly because we had the amazing TLC event with Jeff Hardy and CM Punk, uh, which, you know, CM Punk claiming the uh, the big Big gold, I, I suppose. You know the the WCW championship there, even though it was one of their dual heavyweight championships, um, and and kind of started that whole like Jeff Hardy being the drunk, you know, CM Punk being holier than now, you know, type of guy. And they played real life scenarios and hatred for each other into the storyline, which you know, of course, Jeff Hardy dropping the title only after I believe a month uh, from winning it for Punk. Because he had to, you know, get healthy, you know, from his injuries and whatnot. And then a few months later, it shows up on Impact, you know, I believe in their January show as he leaves, you know, WWE TV just uh, a few months prior. So a lot of craziness, a lot of change in wrestling there. But, man, do you remember those incoherent, hearty YouTube promos on CM Punk? I, I remember how that was the most random drop in the middle of a show I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> as, as we go from DDT summer vacation to Becky Lynch's engagement to Seth Rollins to 10 years ago, SummerSlam happened. <laughs> it's a good, I, I feel bad we didn't talk about Jericho's 10-year uh, you know, pro interrupting the rock the debut of Y2J uh, a few weeks ago. I, I, I was really disappointed we're going to bring that up. So I wanted to bring this amazing match to everyone's attention. Uh, this was a, you know, a way how Punk was kind of garnering into the, um, you know, into the fold of more mainstream audience there on Raw, um, SmackDown, whatever the hell that was. But also, because CM Punk will be in Chicago at the StarCast 3 next week, um, and apparently, the agent uh, contacted the WWE, uh, main, so mainly FS1, uh, to see if Punk could host their studio show for the WWE, which uh, apparently, A, Punk didn't know about, and B, that WWE will probably say no. So, <laughs> um, also, Schweins. Um, were you excited? Can you tell me what the other... Uh, what the WWE Championship match was from that show? Uh, was it Cena Orton seventeen? Yes. Uh, we also had an eight-second Christian over William Regal ECW title match, and let's not forget in five fifty-six, Kenny defeats the Great Khali. Hell of a show! <laughs> what? That really happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we want to give praise to it, Mysterio Del Ziggler was really good, if I remember it, to the IC title. Um, Jimmy's show defeated Crime Time. DX defeated The Legacy. Uh, Montel Vontavious Porter defeated Jack Swagger. And Beth Phoenix won a battle royal left, eliminating Kelly Kelly and Eve Torres. To be fair, Jarrah's show was an awesome tag team. It was. The show was it. in show. You got to see a Dolph Ziggler match live. What were your thoughts? Um, that was cool. Did you hashtag heel? Did you do your shirt? <laughs> um, Roman Reigns threw a boot at Dolph Ziggler who sold it, and he probably missed him by a block. Um, so, it was, 
as, okay, as a wrestler, are you more mad at the sell or are you more mad at the miss? On the sell, because why are you bumping if he didn't touch you? Because he got paid. These are the ones I brought up to you. First one was the 27th. It was, I think, night seven of the summer series. Um, we saw the Violent Giants defeat yeah. the Extreme. I went three and three quarters on this match. I thought it was really fun what? for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I went three and three quarters wow. on this match. It was, I, I thought, thought it was this really was a legit four. Four and a quarter. I, I liked everything that came with the match. Um, I don't mind that Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa work slow for the fact of who they are and what they're doing and their age and, you know, just the mileage. So that doesn't affect me because everything they do at least is very impactful and powerful. I thought Mayori and Nomura worked very hard, uh, everything he was doing. But as I kind of said to you on the phone, man, I think I am jumping off that Jake Lee band that, Jake Lee train, man. I just can't get over how it's unenthused. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you, you look at night two, you know, I mean, it, you know, he tagged with Rose, he signed to do the sweeper angle with Mary Nomura against Dorian, Dylan James, and the bodyguard. You know, and, and the main thing I see on, on the first review I look at, it's Botchamania weekend for Jake Lee, who botched <laughs> here after dropping Shuji Ishikawa on his head yesterday. And that's, the, that's what I'm getting. Like, you, you get Naomi Nomura working as hard as he worked in that match, and then Jake Lee would come in for the, the most mild hot tag ever. Yeah. And you two guys in their 40s working as hard as they can. We're they're working hard enough to the point that you you ignore that they're not as good as they used to be because you can't deny how much these guys are trying and what they're doing. So, you know, to be fair, you look at them and go, look, I'll take that because these guys are busting their ass for what they can do. And the little man wants to be a star. You can tell he wants to be as great as possible. But now Showcase he here. Not- Showcase here for no more. This was a match as he took the brunt of the action again. I would say 90%. He he was in in this match, uh, you know, along with Suwama. Ishikawa was there, you know, every, every now and then it seemed like. But this was the Suwama, you know, Naya Nomura, you know, kind of showcase. And as Suwama was just getting, you know, either drop kicked or determined, you know, by Nomura or whatnot, he would always hit a time bomb or he would hit a beautiful drop kick, you know, 24 minutes into the match. You're like, how did, how did Suwama have that burst? Energy can still deliver a magnificent uh, drop kick there, uh, but no, it was a, a match I would say that solely showed these two, but also kind of get rubbed Nomura, you know, even loss, but just like, hey, we're gonna have you, you know, show what you could do against the veterans and and see where we can put you, you know, into that future scape of all Japan. But this was definitely Nomura's spotlight, for if you will. Yeah, I mean, they, they worked so hard, and, and it's just, you know, Jake Lee is, we've seen how great he can be in the ring. We saw it in the tournament. We saw it in the match with Nomura. We saw it in the match with Miyahara. 
We saw the match with Suwama at the Peter end of the Pan. tournament. The last back end of the Peter Pan tournament. You're like, whoa. Lee gets it. Yeah, yeah. We, we watched the uh, the Champions Carnival. Yeah, he was he was or Champions Carnival. Sorry. Um, there you go, though. So I mean, I'm with you on that. Like he was he was great, and we went okay. Now we're seeing it again. This is what he should be, and it just not only did this not help Zayn like, Nomura losing. In this tag, this is a tag match where I thought Next Dream should have won. And they didn't win. And not only did not win, Jake Lee looked like shit. He dropped Ishikawa on his head on his. And, and my problem being, too, Shinji Ishikawa jumped on this damn suplex. Not only did he jump, but Jake Lee didn't do anything half the match anyway. How is he so damn tired he can't lift him up? Like, it was sloppy, <laughs> it was unsafe, and it was it just pissed me off. And I'm like, I'm watching this going, dude, your partner is killing himself in there. And you just like, yeah, maybe, here's maybe my it's dumb face. Like, it seemed like he was going to turn on Nomura. This is no There is no Kenta heel turn angle out of this. This is Jake Lee just standing there looking like a doofus. This guy is is... He looked like Yoshihashi out there with those facials, man. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm just here, man. Yeah. I'm in a group. I'm tight. Like, get out of here, man. I don't, I don't want that in my All Japan. When, when All Japan is, is prides themselves off of running a King's Road style of matches that start out slow and work into an extremely well-worked pace for a climactic multi-false finish finish. That you know, it's, it's, it's like a strong style, but it, it's more of a, a a road to the top of the mountain. Why it's King's Road, as they call it. I don't need Jake Lee coming in, milding that shit down at the end when the other guys are working hard. He didn't. He <laughs> did nothing in this match to impress me, and that's why I didn't go up four higher. Because everyone else worked really hard. Once again, you got guys in their forties who are working damn hard, whether people think it's good or not. Like. You can appreciate what they're doing for for yeah. their age and how hard they're working. And they're big guys. You know, they're not little guys working. They got a lot of miles on his bodies. And then you got Daily Demore going to they're taking everything. I mean that corner spot that you talked about with Swamani Chicago with that power bomb superplex spot. Like Oh gotcha. They're working or belly belly. Oh, it wasn't a superplex. It was a belly to belly while his boy is power bombing Swama off the top rope and Nomura's just flying across the ring there. You're like, wait, what? What are and you doing, doing there? Well, Jake Lee's just laying there looking at him. Like, uh, yeah. That's why, you know, again, uh, I don't know if it was done by design, but it didn't matter because, again, it showed the heart of Nomura that we have seen. You know, over the course of this year, you know, where, you know, the match with Kento Miyara, you know, to, to the different you know, champion honorable matches, which he excelled in, you know, to, to this match now going against the best tag team, you know, the, the veterans of, of all Japan here with uh, Suwama and Shuji Ichikawa. So that's why, you know, I have high regards for this match. I probably put this a little over four because this was where, you know, people have been watching, you know, kind of. Uh, Nayo Nomura over the course of the the last year, two years, what have you, to where you're like, okay, he can excel in each type of match. He has his wrestling boots tied up, unlike Jake Lee. Yeah, he got them tied up, but he's more of like, ooh, I'm just 
to watch you and see how maybe <laughs> I can do it. Uh, you know, the same, but let's be real. Nomura, this is the guy. This is your Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, WrestleMania 3 type of wrestler. This is the guy who can build a lot of sustaining foods from the mid, as he was doing, and then kind of fighting for that championship. Yeah, it, it was it was nice. I mean, you know, once again, I I would have I, I, the match was better than I graded it. To be fair, it's just watching <laughs> Jake Lee out there just not put any and if he was putting into effort in and and you know it just it just was what it was. Then my apologies, but bro, you gotta come out like he looked like Yamato. When Yamato's doing a house show tag match, and or you know, he looked like Togi Makabe. Where if you watch a Togi Makabe eight man tag that doesn't mean anything on a road two show, I guarantee you, you don't see him take one bump the whole match. He's the only guy that doesn't bump in the whole match. He gets in there, throws a couple layers, gets back on the apron, and leaves. That's what it felt like Jake Lee did. He was the Togi Makabe of this match. <laughs> in my notes, I have Jake Lee comes in, kicks everyone, and then falls down. <laughs> yeah, it's just I was bummed, man. But here's what it was. We move on to the second night, uh, July 28th. We had much, much better action. We saw the Tag uh, Team Battle of Glory Finals, Evolution, which was the obvious choice. Uh, Hikaru Sato and Yusuke Okada, the, the two at Sushi Yogi Proges, defeat the team of Kagato and Yosuke Satsumi of Tribe Vanguard. This match was awesome. Uh, a little over 20 minutes. Uh, it was it was exactly how these. It was it was exactly how the last tag match went for the last show, but with a great finish. Um, Kagatori worked hard. Um, Sansa Maria was was on hitting on all cylinders uh, with with this match. We got we got a little bit of fun from the two, but when they got going, Evolution man, they look really good. Uh, Sato gets Kagatori the cross arm breaker. It just it was it was a closing stretch that made this match just just good enough where where you could hit that four star mark with it because of just how oh. hard they were working. Yeah, yeah, I I, I was it's probably the opposite of what she thought with with our last you know with our last match, but um, I just I just thought they went really hard and they, they were working, they were working, they were working. We had a nice finish, Kagatora, looking like he did with that Brave Gate run last year. Um, Hikaru Sato, the former tag partner of Atsushi gets gets the submission here. Great way to do it, but it just, it was nice pacing, and it was good to see the Dragon Gate guys come in there and really make their cool. mark show out for their company. You know I mean? That kind of blew my mind. So what do you think of this match? Um, well, it blew my mind kind of seeing the Dragon Gate guys kind of come in. Uh, but unfortunately, it was buffering uh, kind of throughout on my laptop, on the TV, on the Xbox One. So by the time I finally was doing that, I was just like kind of over it. So uh, from the 20-second skips I would do, this or that, um, I was just like, wow, this is like a 24-minute match. Uh, good thing I watched the main event first. That's the one thing The All Japan site can work Beautifully on the Xbox Or it will just lag and lag And I I had no patience that day I've learned that I have to do All Japan TV On Google Chrome If I want the best results I've learned 
Because on my computer, too, I'll get the same thing. It says hit or miss when I'm using Explorer. It's just like, eh. Up the game in all Japan. Up the game because people want to watch it. Um, yeah, Kaito Kiyomiya, Kiyomiya. That's Noah, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> I like that you said Kaito Kiyomiya because I didn't know you knew that name. So props to Alejandro Mello there with that one. What's well, Kaito cool. Tuhiko Nakajima? Yeah, Katsuhiko Nakajima. He worked with Saki Mochizuki the first night of the N1 voyage. I really want to try to boot like that shit. I love how me and Nakajima be rocking the same hairdo. So props to Nakajima. <laughs> Nakajima, man, he has had a hell of a 2019 with the SEAL run um, with him and Go Shiozaki together. It's been really fun. I never meant get a streaming service. I'll pay for it. What are you guys doing, man? I need my Rattels, man. I need Daisuke Harada in my life. Some Yoho and Hayata. Some Come on, guys. Um, but our main event, night two, Kento Miyahara defeats Zeus a year after losing the title last year. Alex, I didn't even have to think twice. I went the full five. I think this is the best Miyahara-Zeus match I've seen. The closing stretch of this match, about the final ten minutes, was just bonkers with everything that they were doing. Um Dude, I thought after the choke slam and the frog splash, um, like, I had no idea where this match was going to go. There were so many times where I'm like, wow, they're going to give Zeus back the strap. And then Miyahara would just, like, he would get dropped on his head, get up, and then hit the lightning knee. And you're just like, wait, what's what's happening here? You know, like, the blackout knees just over-dominating, you know, kind of Zeus in the air and oof. My God, this was a great, dramatic back-and-forth match. Uh, Kento Miyahara hits a German suplex to Zeus off the ring apron. Um, that was about the moment where I went, well, this is going in a different territory that I'm not used to. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, 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 it just, it, it does not, it does not stop with Kento Miyahara. He is having, like I said, a 2017 Okada slash 2018 Kenny Omega style with his closing stretches on these matches are incredible. The story they told with Zeus, as beat up as he was, being so strong that the shutdown was never an option for Miyahara, so he kept having to do different things to try to work him over and weaken him and weaken him, but Zeus would not stop, and Zeus would keep going until finally he had broken him down to the point that Zeus looked like just a corpse standing there, and he was finally able to hit the shutdown German. Um, I mean, it's fantastic. This match was, this is one of my favorite matches of the year. Kento Miyahara, anytime I second-guess him not being my front runner, he does things like this. Zeus, once again, showing that he is super underrated in the wrestling community. People do not give Zeus enough credit because this dude looks like a guy who should not be having matches this way. And we saw it in the tournament. Like, you look at Zeus and you're thinking, oh, he's probably going to have, like, a Scott Steiner quality match. No, this dude works well. His flying shoulder blocks, his di- he's running and jumping barricades, shoulder blocking people. Like, this guy does shit he shouldn't be doing. And the stories they tell are just tremendous. And it was no different in Osaka with these matches. Um, oh, God, no. And Aiden, Aiden Arena, excuse me. Um, 
was it was damn good. Oh, it was in Osaka. That's what I thought. No, I didn't know Osaka. Okay, I'm wrong. Uh, I was right, and I second guessed myself. But uh, oh, man, it, it just kept me on, man. He, he can turn water to wine. I mean, he's done it with Yoshi Tatsu of all people. He, he, hell, he had like a, I think I gave him four stars against Johnny Valletta. Like, I didn't think that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't think that was a thing. <laughs> he's only another level man, and, and Zeus is right there to go with him. Agreed. This, I mean, I, I definitely got to watch it again. I didn't feel match of the year, but uh, it was a damn watch um it was nice because i paired both the events you know kind of back to back you know kind of that day and if it was on the same show you you could definitely argue it was a nice one to uh punch uh for any show of wrestling this year so uh but no zeus like you said it just imagine like if batista could wrestle and tell a story not saying that he's bad at what he does but like you know he has that same you know look but i guess that actually makes a little more um, because you, you look at him and you're like what's a, but he's a cyborg in the ring he dives over the ropes or you know over the the, uh, the barricades if you will to, to do the uh, diving shoulder back it's just crazy crazy stuff choke slams um, as well as the uh, the Goldberg move I can't think of at the moment but uh, cancel me uh, yeah. I mean definitely Jammer thank you um, Sorry, I was just, thoughts of Jetta kind of uh, popped in my head there, but um, but anyways, uh, the Miyahara is just a real deal. Definitely should be on a lot of uh, wrestler of 2019 list uh, when it comes down to that within a few months. Ah, this is this is good, man. This is so good. Oh man, what a, it, was, it was a nice palate cleanser off of after watching. The night before, and the, the stink bomb Jake Lee dropped. Oh, it pisses me off. <laughs> this dude is. I still can't wait to try to get a hold of that Takayama Empire show or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, gotcha. be, yeah. That's going to be an awesome show. Uh, got just a half hour left. Um, we had. There was the show on August 7th. Um, Dragon Gate show. Do you want to just kind of quick go through it so we have enough time to preview Dangerous Gate coming up in yes. three hours? Okay. Um, so I'll kind of speed run through. I'll drop the match if you got, you know, if you got anything you want to drop on it, you know, feel free to chime in. Otherwise, we'll keep rolling through here. Um, we saw the team of Yosuke Santa Maria, BB Hulk, Jimmy, and Martin Kirby. <laughs> Martin Kirby, by the way, this dude is tremendous. Uh, defeated Top Dragon, Kenichi Arai, Masaki Mochizuki, and Super Caesar. Uh, Santa Maria, Maria gets the win with a jumping crucifix to Mondai Ryu. Did I pull the right ones? Wait, I might have pulled the wrong show. Oh, oh. Nope. Problem Dragon, Kensichiro Arai, Super Caesar, Masaki Mochizuki. Yeah, this is the right show. I'm still calling Problem Dragon Monday Ryu because that's what he used to go by. I understand. I figured this out. The results I'm looking at have Problem Dragon. I'm like, damn, I didn't see that match. I'm like, oh, yes, I did. He just, he's not Monday Ryu anymore. No, I think no. you made another Mancini steak sandwich from State Fair to <laughs> recapture your memory. 
his, his name is Kevin Steen, not Kevin Owens Fays, or this is Claudia, not Zara. So my, my fault, my fault. And it was the same company, which is weird. But yeah, it's not weird with the problem with, uh, um, with his crucifix uh, pin. Fun match on a three and a half. Like I said, Martin Kirby, I'm really liking all this crazy... I trust, dude. I, I didn't watch PCW. I didn't watch Defiant. So I didn't see a lot of this guy's stuff from the UK. But holy crap, I'm, this is a guy that I'm going, okay, here, here's your next, here's your next Gaijin um, yep. in, inside of uh, a Dragon Gate with what he's going to do. So, you know, I'm all for him doing these weird corners, throwing to another guy's sunset flip, counting power. I mean, he's got some goofy stuff, but this is really That fun. seesaw catapult spot that he had where, you know, he kind of catapulted one guy, and then he hits the the uh, the groin area of the other guy. He lifted him up. Um, amazing. The tombstone. Kirby and, and Super Shiza were, were, to me, the bosses of this uh, of this match. B.B. Hulk, of course, not too active. But, uh, yeah, fun little match and, and just kind of an opener. You know, watch Martin Kirby and, and Super Shiza kind of going forward with Dragon um, then we get the team of Super Strong Machine, JF and G, getting kind of dominating victory over Punch, Tominaga, Rashi, and Hiroshi Yamato. Um, the, the Strong Machine Giants are exactly what they should be doing. I'm getting really distracted here. I apologize here. Whoa. No, thank you. Thank you. Um, she's over here crying. Going, that going back to that first show. match, why are those kids in the ring talking trash? Like they were <laughs> Zach and Cody. Just I don't know what Genki used to bring kids in the room like that. They like break dance for like the natural vibe stuff or the jimmies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that threw me off guard. I, I don't know if you knew the answer, but wow. Was, it definitely wasn't the same kid from uh, a few weeks ago at Clarkin who cried when Eichmann picked her up. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Jimmy gets the double windmill suplex on Punch Tomonaga, or, or the Imagine Fusion Gatami, whatever you want to call it. Um, it, it. There's something I want to talk about the Strong Machines, and we could save it for our Dangerous Skate preview for tonight. Um, but I didn't really have too much. I went, I went two and three quarters on this match. What do you think of this? Hey, that windmill suplex pin uh, by Super Strong uh, Super Machine, Strong Machine J, sorry. A lot of micro machines there. Um, uh, was, was pretty <laughs> rad to see that uh, uh, the end of the match here. Awesome teamwork by Strong Machine. Um, in sync with this great, you know, of course, they're making Strong Machine J look like a stud. Um, I'm ready to kind of hear your Strong Machine uh, tank when we review um, the next year. here. Um, so now we get. To- Kind of leading into exactly like we said here, uh, Hiro Watanabe and Kaisuke Akuda defeat Kota Minora and Yuki Yoshioka. The, the Mokuchizuki kids all going at Okuda. it. Okuda. Um, Okuda, fantastic ever since he's left DDT for Dragon Gate. But a guy that I've been talking about since we started with this company going in May here, Hiro Watanabe. I am. You know, I I said, Alex, it's the one match you got to watch that you didn't see from, from Kobe World was the Hio Watanabe match. Um, this guy is, he is, he is like, we had Kenny Z, we had Shen, we had Ben K, 
and they all are starting to get to that level of main eventers to fill the gap with T-Hawk, Shima, Shingo, Lindemann, guys like that leaving. I think Hiro Watanabe is that next guy on the run. Thank you. Thank he's, you. He's just tremendous. I'm, I'm, and, and thank you for saying that, too. Um, I still think when it, whenever it comes back up, you got to watch that six, man. Hiro Watanabe is a legit guy. Um, he oh, and Kaisuke Akuda had that fantastic back and forth where they wanted to be better than the other one, which was pretty sweet. Um, Okuda couldn't get the job done going after he did that dope avalanche triangle choke, uh, which is one of the best moves I've seen. Awesome spot. I mean, after that hurricane around, they're just like, what? <laughs> the, is the Kesky Okuda top rope triangle choke roll through submission, is that in the running for finisher of the year if we have that award again this year? Because that's one oh, of the I've ever seen in my life. I don't remember him doing that in Dragon Gate or DDT, and I could be wrong, but I don't remember ever seeing him do that until he started at Dragon Gate. But man, uh, then Hino Watsonabi comes in with the Panther Clutch to get the victory. I just, I, I don't know what it is, man, but Hino Watsonabi, you know, like you said, you know, we're both in agreement. What, what really confuses me is they're adding some tension. I shouldn't say confuses me, but I'm actually excited. They're putting some some problems between Hiro Watanabe and Kaisuke Okuda as he picks Kota Minora and Yuki Yoshioka to be his partners on Dangerous Gate against the Strong Machines for the Triangle Gate titles. Okuda felt slighted, was pissed. If you mean to tell me we're going to get Okuda and Watanabe matches and Okuda matches with Mochizuki, I will take it. Um, as a team, no. That animosity going. That's what I loved about it. not only between all four of these guys, but with Watanabe and uh, Kaisuke Okuda. I love that thing. Just because you know you're waiting for it to crack. You know, the foundation you're seeing is just falling off and off. And, you know, just let it breathe. Let it breathe. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe at Kobe next year, you kind of build it to that one-on-one match. But I, I loved just these two guys. I mean, they want not be just the future. It's funny, as you were saying all day, I kind of uh, messaged you my notes uh, that I took when I watched the match, and we're 100% agreeance. Him and Okuda, I think, are a top team. I think you keep attention between them there. Um, and hey, why not? See what they can do with the uh, attack shapes. Oh, yeah, the rectangles. Whatever. No, I'm I'm with you, and and I think they're telling a good story, and I trust these guys to do a good job with it too. So I'm I'm with you. Let's let's have this go. Uh, then we get um real extreme diffusion members Diamante, Cosmos yes. Sakamoto, and Takashi Shida defeating Drake and Kaito Shida for maximum. I put three stars on it. Nothing crazy. But it was a really good match. Uh, Diamante gets the victory. <laughs> it was like, it was, Talk it was about, exactly. it was WWE, like, input, wasn't it? It's like, hey, this guy's really green. We're going to push him like he's going to be the champion in two months. <laughs> yeah, Diamante was like the great Kali of Dragon Gate. They tried so hard with this guy throughout the match. Yeah, he's gigantic. Yeah, he's wearing a but man, give Cyber Kong the strap instead of Diamante. I know they yeah. 
know, have the R.E.D., you know, kind of be a big thing, especially when it seems like Pocket silently, you know, kind of departing from R.E.D. there. Uh, but you know, this Jason Lee, uh, yeah, this is just bad. On all levels for Diamante, Cyber Kong for President, for the new leader of R.E.D., if that must, uh, you know, kind of do that since, uh, but, uh, I mean, the sit-down pop-bomb was okay. Everything else, though, it needs more. But Diamante is so, like, I'm scared when he's throwing these little guys around. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, but he's hitting them ever so lightly. Like, it was bad to watch some. I'm like, camera guy, cuts, cuts. Like, not the strikes, but, like, he throws Jason Lee off the rope, and Jason Lee goes for, like, a head scissors, and he just throws him in the air. It's like, whoa, can you at least let him get set to, like, take the chest bump before you're going to pull him up by his for the sit-down, like, I mean, and, and part of the reason I went three is because I thought, as you mentioned, CyberCon, Takashi Oshida, I thought was great there with General Oshida. And I thought Jason Lee looked really good, too. Dragon Kid yep. kind of, you know, need to do a lot, which I don't expect him right now to do a lot. And Cosmo Sakamoto has become, he's he's saved his career with how good he's, not how good, but the year he's had in 2019. It's been better than his crap with Noah, when he was part of the hooligans. So I, I appreciate his putting in more effort. He's building to the gimmick. You know, he was wearing the... He had the red and yellow braids on, too, so he's starting to fit the role. But, like, look, dude, let's just be honest. Diamante's got a job because he's he's freaking Andrade's brother-in-law. That's the only reason this guy gets born. Oh, really? There are people, that's but David that's who Blair? I write this down and clip that sound and 15 minutes left of the show is the new sounder for the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's David Flair. Damn it. That was was the best thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth. I love you so much. I mean, he was so weak. Like, get it. I'm assuming this was his first match. But like everything was just done so tightly that very weak Mishinoku driver, like it was just I'm gonna lay you softly on a apron full of feathers and pillows. Like get out of here. Like Yoshida was was the man. Like he is the ring general, you know, and like the backbone of R E D. Let's say he's my new Tommy Hirichi. I'm calling you right now, put that in the sectors. Cyber Kong is my guy. Gashi Yoshida is putting in work. He's taking crazy brunt. Uh, you know, Deontay, yeah, he caught a Hurricanrana by, uh, you know, by Jason Lee or whatnot. But hey, counter and, and hit, you know, Diamante with a Japanese destroyer. Cyber Kong's not going to, you know, take none of that. He's going to murder you. And so Diamante, <laughs> it was just so loud. It just it angers me, but I get it. They're they're doing that bullet club thing, you know, trying to get a new member presenting a shirt. You should uh, please please go back. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's look, it, it, I mean, this guy's been wrestling for a while in CML. Like, there's no excuse to not. And like, I think that's why I thought your great Kali thing was so perfect because he's barely hitting guys, but then when it comes to like lifting and throwing them, it's just like. Yeah, and you're like, no, oh, you, you need them to land safe. 
he didn't know that. <laughs> no. Genki would not have any, uh, he would not stand for that. Just pissed off, angry Genki. He beat the trash out of Ita. Like he's bringing Ita through the crowd, and I mean this was like a like an eight minute match that turned into like a fifteen minute segment because he's just beating <laughs> the crap. Ita. This was fantastic. I cannot wait to see um, KZ and Genki against Ita and Big R tonight. Um, oh, we got to add Susumu Yokosuka who was tremendous. This match. Uh, this is great. Big R Shimizu takes the backside from heaven for the finish when he counters out yep. of the shot put slam. This this was great. This is really good, man. And you know, when you mentioned Genki uh last night you on the phone, you're like, holy crap, I didn't think I was gonna love Genki like this. Angry Genki is just like he doesn't get mad and when he's mad, it's like get out of the way, because here he again the kitchen. <laughs> And, and I think the best part about this match, which excites me so much for tonight, is you, you take out Yasushi Kanda, nothing wrong with Kanda. Kanda's Kanda, it's fine. And Susumu can work with anyone, which, you know, we, we, look, we talked about that after Kobe. You said, who in the F word is Susumu Yokosuka? He's my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> you take those guys out of the mix. The chemistry that KZ, Genki, Ethan, Big R have. Bro, this match tonight might be off. I mean, this is going to be off the charts. Like, if, if they're going to do what they're doing, and, and this is just a nice little taste, oh, oh, man, I thought the last pay-per-view's tag match was my tag of the year. We might have another thing coming tonight, man. What did you think of this match? Um, it, it, it was a nice table setting for tonight's, uh, you know, tag championship match. Um, you know, I, I thought everybody looked, you know, superb. This is just a good showcase, you know, of, of natural vibes and R.E.D. kind of taking that, you know, to the next level and setting up for KZ, uh, you know, kind of going further for the tag goal. Ata, you know, being the scumbag that he is, um, you know, was, was great. Like you said, Kanda and Kanda, uh, you know, kind of looking uh, pretty rad with the uh, with that cut on his face um, and that band-aid. But, uh, uh, Big Shimizu, man, he definitely was the, the hidden gem in this match. He's getting better and better. He's talent to watch for, even though he's taking the fall. But, uh, I mean, when you counter the shot put like he did uh, you know, to a war of art, you know, it's okay to kind of take the fall every now and then. But, no, fun match. Uh, Shimizu was, again, definitely the guy. That uh, you know it stood out for me in this six. Um, then we get we get the uh, the Ultimate Dragon return tour. Uh, this was an interesting one. Dragon and Crowd Steve Muscle taking on. Oh my God, dude! I think that's the best part about these is the fact that the crowd is so into it that it works. Um, we, we get a return of the Jimmies as we saw uh, Jimmy Kness. Jimmy Kness, JKS, which was just Kness, Kajitora, and Ryo Saito taking on Speed Muscle and Ultimate Dragon. It, it's one of these matches where, you know, I, I've said over the year that Ultimate Dragon, I just cannot stand watching in the ring anymore because he is just not what he used to be, and it pains me. These six-men tag matches wow. are structured perfectly that you don't see any of the deficiencies in them. 
And to be fair, you know, Kness is not what he used to be 10, 15 years ago. Ryo Saito is not what he used to be. Kagatoma has been working really hard and, and, a, and a hard schedule doing the All Japan stuff. So, I mean, he's had some, some run on him. We know, you know, I mean, Yoshino's coming, you know, a year or two from a neck injury. Doyle's has had miles on him, and Ultimate Dragon is just, you know, he's old. But this is really good. I went three and a half, man. It's It was so well-structured that they didn't do anything to exploit any of the weaknesses. Uh-huh. And about as best as you could get, which is all you ask for. And once again, the crowd eats it up. Ultimate Dragon. Gonna go for that Asahi boots on the floor. But just like to us through the wall last time, we see Ryo Saito come and pull off the apron and the crowd just crapped on Saito. It was great. Like, it's so simple. It's, it's The reason they think these work so well is they know exactly how you book a match like this. You don't do anything crazy. Agreed. You just let them do specific stuff. Ultimo gets to the Mastral Cradle on Saito for the victory. I mean... It was basic, man. That's what wrestling needs to be. If you want to do something like that, they did it. I loved it. It was no, exactly what Hey, you know, I agree with your rating due to the fact that Ultimo Dragon delivered a stunning dropkick in in this match, <laughs> and he took and he took a submission. You know, until Naruki Doi kind of you know interrupted it there. But uh, hey, he was doing his part. Crowd was hot. I was all for it. Oh, but of course. Man. We have a fantastic main event, you know, kind of blowing in the wind there. Um, Yamato and Kai are taking on the team of Shun Skywalker and Dragon Gate champion. Open the, the single gate uh, heavyweight champion, Ben K. This match was so much better than, than it should have been. And I say that with Shocker, our two guys that we've been emphatically pushing um, I mean, Ben K right now is, you know, right, it's probably the front runner for the, uh, like, the breakout star award that we get for me. I mean, he's been incredible. I mean, same with Shin Skywalker. But Yamato and Kai, they went into this match, and they, I mean, they rode every bit of that momentum they had from that five-star match I gave at, at uh, Kobe World. Ben K and Yamato beat the hell out of each other. Yes. They surged through bombs. Um, ben He's still like combination boxing strikes, just knocking Yamato. Um, Yamato won't quit. Um, the I crowd mean, was stunned by you know, kind of the hot shots, you know, that they were throwing at each other. You know, Yamato and Ben K. It was like. Everyone was kind of like, what am I watching? Ben K just throwing the heat. But Yamato, you know, just trading him, you know, barb for barb. It was pretty damn cool to watch. And then also just thinking, wow, I want to see Kai versus Shun Skywalker in a in a single <laughs> showcase match. Because these two were just putting on like, hey, we're here too. Yeah, they're going to beat the living hell out of each other. But we're going to put on some crazy ass wrestling maneuvers here, you know, or, or Shun Skywalker's lock him in a submission there, but uh, Ben K and, and and Skywalker though was doing some some nice ass tag team wrestling throughout. You know, and and the one thing too that I'm glad you mentioned with the crowd being so like holy crap about this match 
was Dragon Gate matches are very fast paced, spot he- spot heavy, flying counters, you know, things like that. This was not worked like that. If you're somebody who just frequents Dragon Gate and doesn't watch a lot of these other shows, you're yeah. probably going, Holy crap, this is this is different. Because this was a fight. And I love oh, the gotcha. story of Ben K. You know, he's being called up by a guy like Yamato. You know, are you really the one that should be here? You know, what have you done? You know, you got one victory. Meanwhile, Ben Kane's going, screw you. I'm going to prove myself to all you guys. You guys couldn't beat Pac, but I did it. You know, so bring it. And Yamato and Ben Kane did that. And then the fact that since Skywalker gets put over in ways like no other, I don't know how the last five or six years have gone because, you know, I checked out a little bit of Dragon Gate until recently. I don't think I've ever seen Yamato have to use the Ragnarok in a non-Dreamgate championship match ever. Because that's like, an awesome is, move. I didn't know that it had a history behind it. This is this is a move I think I've maybe seen him use twice ever. Wow. Now, now, maybe when he was champ, he used it during that run. But, like, honestly, like, this is, like, and it, it, it was played so well. You know, Shins Skywalker kicks out of a Galleria. Like, you don't see that. And I'm going, holy crap, dude, they are making Shin Skywalker a big freaking deal here. And then he yeah. does Ragnarok the victory. Out. Okay, not only did they just cement Yamato as a guy who I didn't know for sure should be in a championship match because, you know, he's just older and, it's, you know, we oh. need that new guard. It's a good way to do it. And not only did they make him solidified as a guy that I think is going to get Ben K a run for his money, even though God, and, and that's the best part about this Ben K is I don't want him to lose his title for a year. So every time I see him in these matches, I'm going to be nervous and it's going to be enjoyable because I don't have that nerve wrackingness when I'm watching matches like this anymore. Where I'm going, Oh my God, please don't lose. Please don't lose. Like I can't wait for that feeling tonight. <laughs> but then he took Shin Skywalker and they, they, they made Yamato have to Ragnarok him to get the victory because he couldn't put him away. So you've established Ben K now as as a guy that's really being gunned for by a challenger that nobody thought should be a challenger. And then you've developed a guy who it took said challenger to pull out his like last-ditch effort move to win with. Like, it was so well done. I went four and a half. This was, this was tremendous. God, this was good. This is so good. Great storytelling by both by it's both high. teams, and and, and you know why I do? Ben K only two spears. <laughs> hey, at least Ben K when he doesn't, they look like a like an actual tackle. <laughs> That's my always my defense is like he doesn't fall that, sideways. That ending sequence before you know Ragnarok was hit. Skywalker, you know, sets it in motion. He misses the moonsault. Super kicked galore, you know, by Yamato and Kai. And then, you know, essentially, you know, a double super kick. Ben K barely stops the count. It was such a great sequence. Just, and just you know, the Ragnarok. The rare Ragnarok by Yamato. And then, of course, Yamato doing the unthinkable uh, and kind of proclaiming, hey, Ben K, you need a challenge. I want to fight. I want a shot, you know, for, for the open the uh, the Triple Gates uh, Heavyweight Championship. Um, and one thing too, I'll say real quick before our live listeners, this will be going our, our 
um, Danger Skate preview will be podcastable, as that'll be what we wrap up with here. But, you know, I will say 2019, Kai was a guy who I never thought anything of really anymore. I didn't think it was that big of a deal in pro wrestling, and I was just kind of like, eh, don't really care anymore about Kai. I go to, I go to All Japan at Cork in uh, January 3rd, and Kai's wrestling Kento Miyahara for the title. Going, man, that's really what you bring to the table on the Wrestle Kingdom weekend. And Kai blew my mind four and three quarters on that match. Everything he's done with Yamato is running Dragon Gate. Kai, man, comeback of the year, man. This dude, I'm awestruck with what he's become. This guy was never a good tag wrestler, in my opinion. And for whatever reason, him and Yamato just figured it out. Exactly. I hope Yamato figures it out. But you know what's special about Yamato and Benke? Is, I mean, this is just going to make Ben even look you know, like another million bucks, you know, especially with his first uh, title defense. So it's, oh, it's going to be pretty damn interesting within a couple of hours. Um, show tonight here is we are now podcastable. It's only eight matches, so it's going to be a nice watch. I'm really excited for it. It is the 2019 Dangerous Gate from Dragon Gate to Oda City General Gymnasium in Tokyo. Um we got eight matches, like I said. Opening match, Brother Yashi punched Tomonaga. Problem Dragon, not Bandai Ryu, I apologize. Hiroshi Yamato and Martin Kirby. Sayo Kagatora, Yosuke Sadamaria, Sachioko Boy, <laughs> Dragon and Jimmy. This is going to be a fun little match. Um, you know, it's kind of a natural vibes versus Tribe Vanguard with random travelers sprinkled in, but... These opening 10 minutes have been shown to be really fun, man. I'm excited for this. Um, then the I love how match, you were like, how you were like, Hiroshi Yamato, Problem Dragon, and Martin Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin like something Kirby. out of a Key and Peele sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Kirby, University of South Central Florida. <laughs> Uh, Ryo Saito, Super Shisa, Kness, and Kenichiro Arai taking on real extreme diffusion numbers. Kazu Sakamoto, Takashi Yoshida, Yasushi Kanda, and the Andrade brother in law, Diamante. Who's going to disgusting, unsafe powerbomb of Diamante uh, between this team of old, broken wrestlers? <laughs> God uh, I'm going to go Jimmy Kness. I hope it's not him, because <laughs> he might die. But that's just probably the <laughs> Oh, um, no. Um, here's, here's the one that, that I wanted to get into. Open the Triangle Gate Championship match. We got the Strong Machine, J, F, and G, taking on the Sushi, Mo- Mochizuki Dojo members here, Yo Watanabe, Yoka. I'm assuming the Strong Machines win, but I would not be mad if the Mochizuki Dojo kids win, I feel like it's the Strong Machine trio, they pushed them too long without giving them the titles, and the crowd's starting to not stay behind them now that they're champions. And I almost, I, I don't think they did, but is this a case where maybe they just dragged it on too long and didn't, didn't belt them up? And now they did, and it's kind of like, well, we might have waited too long. I think the hypnosis from their uh, theme song 
uh, you know, it's probably, uh, you know, not, not as hypnotizing to the audience uh, as it was before. But yeah, I, I think it's kind of a case of, you know, a little bit, a little too late. Um, you know, of course, Strong Machine J kind of being the focal point of this team. I think until they're ready to pull him into the singles, I think they're going to continue winning matches and kind of built, uh, you know, him, I think is a little bit more important, even though he Watanabe on the opposing side should be the guy that they should be pushing. So I expect to see some Watanabe, Strong Machine J, you know, kind of uh, ring action uh, within a few hours here. So uh, to kind of showcase those two, I think would be the ultimate victory um, for either team. Yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see that. I, it's just, it's one of those things where like, you know, if, if they do win, I don't think I'll be surprised, but are they heels in, in the sense, are there heel faces in Dragon Gate? I mean, it just seems like everyone just their respective, you know, uh, second. I mean, you could say that for any Japanese promotion. I can't really tell. Their theme, again, hypnotizing, annoying, uh, you know, very beat-like. Uh, but, you know, the reaction has been, you know, kind of hit or miss. And, and I would say by their theme song, their mask, they appeal as F. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's, they're kind of tweeners. So, I mean, whatever works, as long as Jay looks good, and a Watanabe, you know, keeps continuing to open some eyes out there. That's that's like the important factor. You know, and I think the one thing too with with these guys is is they're still coming into their own because technically they are, I guess you could say, New Japan's version of the of the Young Lions. Whoa. You know, these are the young boys. Um, you know, I, I guess I can see. I can see Star Machine J do the Dragon or the Devil Windmill. Probably, I, I'm going to go Yuki Yoshioka is going to take the pin. I don't think Hiro Watanabe takes the pin. And Kota no. Minora looks too much like T Hawk to take the pin. If you look at Kota Minora, he looks just like freaking T Hawk. Um, so you're saying Yoshioka looks like Mark Andrews hands the beer? <laughs> Damn. And he has more charisma than Jake Lee. <laughs> <laughs> It's close. Uh, but this is going to be fun. I think this is going to be a really good match. Uh, then we, speaking of really good matches, uh, Mochizuki Dojo, Masaki Whoa. Mochizuki and Kaisuke Okuda taking on Naruki Doi and Kaito, Ish- Kaito Ishida. This match is going to be freaking nuts, right? <laughs> okay, Ishida. And, and think of how good Doi and Ishida were in that triple threat tag title match last yep. show with Eita, Shimizu, Yamato, and Kai coming out of there. Kaisuke Okuda continuing to show that his jump from DDT was worth it. And Masaki Mochizuki is is the Minoru Suzuki of this company where I'm 50 and I don't care. I'm still better than you. So this is <laughs> this is going to be... And, and like I said last time, Ruki Toy might be one of the five greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, in my opinion. I I mean... He knows how to control the tempo of those matches, whether it's man, you know, uh, or, you know, uh, six man or, or even an eight man. The rookie Joy knows how to control the essence of, you know, kind of the matches. He is the, the tag uh, tag team ring general, if you will, for Dragon Gate, if not probably for promotion. I, I can honestly be comfortable saying this, this might be the match of the night. 
Um, Bakatari sliding kick for Okuda, I'm guessing for the finish. <laughs> From the rookie door. Um, I just, I think this is going to be really good, man. This is going to be really fun. I can't wait. Once again, Danny, look at this card. This is only halfway through this card. Match number five here. Uh, we have the 20th anniversary celebration series number eight. Ultimate Dragon, BB Hulk, and Kai. So we have Masato Yoshino, Dragon Kid, and Jason Lee. I have no fear in this match with what they've done. BB Hulk looked tremendous at the house show on Fukuoka a couple weeks ago. Looked better than he's ever, you know, he's looked in years. Yoshino and Dragon Kid are totally capable of having great matches. Kai, we just got done talking and, and putting over as well. Um, Jake Lee, or Jason Lee, excuse me, not Jake Lee, I apologize. Jason Lee has been tremendous um, in maximum. Yeah, I mean, and, and ultimately, I'm sure gets the victory, but this is going to be great. And and who's going to be the one to pull him off for the Asahi when he goes for it? I'm going to go Dragon Kid. Oh, let's go! You just made the match Does he even pin better. Dragon Kid? Does he pin? I think I think he pins Jason Lee. But I think it'd be kind of cool if he pinned Dragon Kid, just Man. you know, for for all things. Often, because you know, of his internal hatred for my name is Earl, is that why Ultimo Dragon is uh, targeting Jason Lee? Tonight? <laughs> it might be. It might be. He might be like, you son of a bitch. I had to see that when I was touring on America on TNT replays or something. I don't know if that really was a replay on this, TNT. The next string of matches, Ryan, wow. The, again, this, this could go for, you know, final three matches of any card. I mean, on paper, these could be like, wow, make this shit, you know, top five of the year. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> um, so, so many points out here as, as we get Susumu Yokosuka taking on Shin Skywalker. This will not be for the Brave Gate Championship, as ironically, Shin Skywalker is too heavy because of how swole he actually really is. And they take that very seriously with this division. So this will just be a one-on-one match. And I think that's good because this gives a chance to have Skywalker legitimately win this match. Um, um, Mike Spears, um, the gentleman that I was actually going to talk to about doing the the next uh, Pro Wrestling for Dummies and having you run, on his preview here, he wrote, Susumu Yokosuka is having an all-world year, one of the best matches of the year with UT, a tremendous king of gate that he focused on getting others to the next level, like Yuki Yoshioka and Eita, a strong brave gate defense at Kobe yep. against Flamita, and if the visa situation ended up being different over WrestleMania, we could have added a Susumu Yokosuka versus David Starr match to the list. Wow. Wow. When you think he is a and his experience, it still baffles me because this guy's moving around like uh, like uh, Tommy Shimori, like he's you know 27 years old. It's like what? This guy's in there for me. Yeah, that's the last part. He's 40 now, and he's arguably just as good as he was at 20, if not better. And I wow. agree with it. Like he is just and, he's, and Shin Skywalker is on another level right now with how well he's doing it. Dude, this match is oh my god, dude. This I this card is. Holy shit. Oh, so, and then we get open the twin gate. No DQ. This is our dangerous match tonight. Dangerous gate. Eight of Big Arsham needs you defending against KZ and Genki or Gucci. Oh my God. 
Um, like I said, at the 818 show at Kyoto, the, the house show that just happened, Genki literally freaked out, was was ringing the timekeeper bell, beating up referees, beating up the, the red members, bringing Ata to the crowd. I mean, this this was just, I mean, this is a new Genki. Oh, oh man. man. I mean, I kind of don't want to see Genki taking the shot put, you know, for the L here. You know, just just so you know, Shim, uh, Shimuzu can you know kind of get win back. But uh, I I could go either way with this match. Z uh, continuing to impress me with a few matches I've seen over the last couple of months. Uh, this I mean, Dragon Gate get, gets tag team wrestling. Whether with two teams, three teams, four teams, freaking get it. I mean, uh, again, another show that could have implications. Where if you you know tag matches of the year, they could possibly have three out of the five spots. Like, this match, I cannot wait for. A little more than the main event, Sadly, I think this is going to be my main. And, of course, uh, Skywalker, uh, you know, kind of taking on Sumo Yokosuka. Uh, it's, again, these matches are this is like all Japan level for me. Um, <laughs> Dragon Gate. And, and this, these two could be one that, that will be my, uh, I guess you could say my gateway. Open the gate way um into uh focusing more on dragon gate um and ddt you know kind of side by side here so i cannot wait yeah this is this is going to be tremendous um last year ata promised a big surprise um he did that and he actually gave he promised three surprises um and they ended up being cosmos sakamoto daga and Pac joining red he's promising another big surprise for for dangerous gate tonight um, some of the things that I've heard is Brother Yashi turns on Natural Vibes, which oh. would be the screw job for it. Um, somebody said, what if it's a returning guy, Gaijin, because they love that. A guy like Rich Swan or really Mac. Um, what, what if it's, what if Genki it turns in the rage that he's got? Somebody else said, what if we get a disgruntled young lion and Hyo Watanabe turning on Mochizuki Dojo and going with Red. So something's going to wow. happen in this match that really has me intrigued. Why do you um, got to throw a wrench into, you know, the big what if you know, with this yeah. match? Wow. This is this is, this is going to be good. Um, for those of you who haven't, Alice, you know, yourself too, if you get time, um, 818 the show from Kyoto. It'll be on the network for another day and a half, two days. The match before intermission was the was the tag match where Genki goes crazy. Once again, the match was like seven minutes long, but the aftermath is worth watching. So take ten minutes out of your time and watch it before this match to see the the Genki rage that I've been talking about because it was awesome. And then the main event, Alex. Ben K the first defense opened the dream gate against Yamato. I mean, Ben Chase got to win this, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, you don't give the guy, you know, the the, the strength, you know, the whatever the circumstances are, you know, with Pac and Dragon Gates. But you don't have that build. You don't have him, you know, whichever tournament they just have that's not the champion's carnival. Um, you know, that Ben K beat beating Ata in, in the finals there and taking care of KZ in the semis. So, yeah, okay, all the way. But Yomata, like I said, his job is to make him look, make his opponent, NK, look like a champion. 
So he's in safe hands. As long as it's not over Fury, you know, into the match, you know, like the tag match, which I really liked a lot. There was only two. If we could stay on the four spears into this match, I'm totally for it against Mato. Uh, they're going to go stiff, man. It's going to be nice. You know, the crowd's going to be gasping. Oh, no, what are we seeing? But I think it's, uh, you know, the dawn of a new era for Dragon Gate and KS champion. And so he's, they're showcasing this, this new gritty side, and I cannot wait. Dude, this show has such an opportunity to top anything they did at Kobe World. Um, especially now, I think I'm more I'm I'm excited for the fact that with the last month we've put into this, I'm even more invested in back into Dragon Gate like I used to be, like I should have been, like we should have been, to be honest with you, because this company is so good. It's like DDT where it was just, it's amazing how much we've missed not sticking with this company. Um, I can't wait, man. Show starts in just under three hours. Um, I'm going to load up a coffee. I'm going to try to watch this show before <laughs> I have to work at noon. I work at noon tomorrow, and I don't care because I, I want to try to watch this. That's, <laughs> I that's okay. Underscore SSM Twitter. Ryan's at WrestleCast, C-A-S-T, underscore SSM. Thank you all for listening. We apologize that we didn't get the, the third night in a row, but, you know, more cra- more craziness in real life happened. Um, tentatively, we'll probably be back Monday with our Dangerous Gate review, and we'll have a couple nights of these stardom five-star Grand Prix under the belt uh, to talk about. And, I don't know. I forgot the Super J Cup's going on right now, too. i got to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, it's not on yet. I, I, I hear not until next month, but. I'm trying hard not to read any spoilers because tournaments continue in 2019. Yeah. Wait, so you're me that it happened last night, but they're not showing it? Correct. What? Fight TV, which currently possibly could be owned by WWE. So. Oh, wow. So, so, it's, so Fight TV is the only way you can watch the Super J Cup? Yep. Well, that looks like it's not getting coverage from me. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm ordering anything, I'll order Royal Quest. But here's the other thing. Um, four hours ago, this dropped. Uh, GCW's Worst Behavior. The, yeah. the two, uh, and then tomorrow night, the second uh, Japan show drops. So the two Japan shows did drop. Um, I'm going to pick them up so you can watch those. The one that did drop, maybe I'll start watching this one now while I'm waiting. Um, Tony Deppin takes on the great Sasuke uh, Jimmy Lloyd, G. Raver, and Drew Parker take on the Masios and Violento Jack KTB versus Dicegate freaking Sakamoto we got Jun Kasai, Toshiyuki Sakuda and Takashi Sasaki taking on Schlack Marcus Crane and Eric Ryan um, Joey Janela and the Invisible Man taking on Kikataro and Invisible Stan and then the main event Alex Cologne Getting the headline against the one and only crazy kid Masashi Takeda. Oh, I can't wait till till the next show though. Invisible Man and Invisible Stan in tag team action. That, yeah, that's the one. That's the one we got tonight. Invis- oh, that's Joe, right. Yeah, Janelle, Invisible Man against Kikatara Invisible Stan. You know what? I'm ordering it right now. It's going to be live on Fight TV right now. So I know I know you got started to watch, but I'm about to, I'm. I'm watching as we speak. Um, yeah, 
It's now purchased. So I think you need to go get your Seth Rollins on or your croon finger on so so you can ring on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this instead. Um thank you. Come on, Yamato. We have a good one. Have a good one.